Well, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of What the Finance. Cheyenne and I are joined by Amanda Scorich, who does all the things. <laughs> She's a real estate agent uh, in the Twin Cities. She's the owner and operator of an event planning company called A Range of Events. And she's a founding member of Fundraising Solutions by AM. So, Amanda, welcome to What the Finance. Thank you so much. What a warm welcome. Well, it's negative 11 outside, so we've got to get the warmth somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, and I know that it's colder, Cheyenne, where you are. I'm imagining that it's colder. A little bit where you are but it's still it's chilly it is i think i think at some point it stops like like the actual temperature stops mattering it's just all cold oh yeah yes oh yeah. yeah like at that point it's just a competition for who who can't go outside like for real but I was at a fundraiser on Saturday where uh, one of the the people called everyone hardy Minnesotans for making it out. So I think Mm -hmm. that's a pretty good description of that point where it's just cold. (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's just cold. Yes. Yes. I could go off the rails, but we've only got 30 minutes. (laughs) So we wanted to have Amanda on the show. To kind of have a a U.S. edition of like prioritizing your spending when you maybe don't get paid regularly. Uh, longtime listeners of the show might remember that we had a similar episode topic with a lovely guest from the Netherlands uh, who doesn't actually have to worry about like pay for transportation or healthcare. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. right, so very <laughs> nice. But maybe not um, super applicable to most of our audience that is in the United States. So, because we're all paying for transportation and healthcare. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or not, and we're just sick all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, kind of just diving into the deep end, Amanda, like, like we both, like Cheyenne and I both know, have known you for a long time. So we know you've kind of had a journey with like right. paying for stuff. Uh, <laughs> so true. <laughs> that maybe not the entire world needs to know about. But um, like as a business owner, where right, like you get paid when your clients pay you, what are some strategies that you? use to make sure that uh like things are getting taken care of yeah so I think that you know people who who don't get the regular paycheck every two weeks or every 15 days or whatever it is I think that it's pretty clear that it feels like it's either like feast or famine I would say uh you're either having you know a really great month or it's like did I work this month? Are there clients? What's happening? Um, so like, for example, some weeks you have both your toilets in your house break. You burn your face with a curling iron. You 
have a bunch of things happen all in the same week and a whole bunch of them cost money and a whole bunch of them are annoying. And other weeks you get three new clients in one day and you get this cool refund check from something you didn't know was coming and all is great. And sometimes those are the same week. So uh, you have to, (laughs) it's not really something that you can plan for, but some things that I feel like I have done that really helped me be able to make it through those weeks was that I, um, so I first of all, make sure to, to lay out bills by month. So I don't get paid like every two weeks, like I used to lay them out by paycheck, like here's what I have to pay out of each paycheck. And then the rest mm. of that paycheck is whatever it needs to be. Well, this way, when I lay it out by month, because your pay usually comes in bigger chunks, you can see kind of, okay, next month, I need to have this much to pay for these bills. And you might make double that, that month. And you can't, be too excited about it, at least at the beginning of starting out working like this, because you need to make sure that if it's one of those feast months that you're ready for the famine months. So that's what I do is I I make sure that I lay out the bills. And then if I do make like double my bills that month that I take advantage of that. So I buy something that, you know, I need for the company or we need for our household or whatever it is. So I take use of that. But then I also say, what would really help me if I paid it this month for next month or this quarter for next quarter so that we don't have to worry about it um, in case it is one of those shorter months. And that seems to have really helped. Awesome. Now, I know when you started a range of events, you were also working at like a regular, right, quote unquote, <laughs> job where you did get paid every two weeks were you like as you made that transition were you kind of like were you saving that money or like what was there like did you have a strategy with that I I literally jumped in feet first like I didn't have a crazy savings account I didn't have a big plan I kind of just said, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to do it and I'm just going to go for it. So I obviously talked with my, my now fiance, you know, about the plan, like, here's what I'm going to do. Are you, are you down for this? Cause we own a house together. Um, but yeah, we decided go for it. But one of the main things that made that successful was that I started companies that didn't have overhead. So like mm. I became a realtor and it was, you know, I had to pay for the classes, but then once you pass the test, like you can start making money if you sell a house. And I joined a realty team. So that team was already established and I knew that that would be coming in shortly. When I started doing the weddings, a lot of people asked me about them before I even had actual clients in a business. And so I knew that there was a lot of interest and I started it when the pandemic was kind of people were coming out of it. So a lot of weddings got booked because so many had gotten canceled. And then the fundraising company, I knew 
was not going to be instant money. So I was going to have to really be patient to make sure that I could wait until that started making money by having the other companies. Amazing. (laughs) And really it was part of it was just luck. Like I, you know, I planned ahead to where I, I was good enough, but it wasn't like I had a six month savings account and I was totally ready to not get paid for six months. Well, and I feel like that's so much of it, isn't it? Right. Like, um, I mean, like, especially in the United States, right? Like where we don't have like that social safety net mm-hmm. that like luck plays such a giant role. And so it can be yeah. super hard. <laughs> like, luck and location, uh, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've always felt like my weeks have themes and I feel like the theme of this week is uh good enough is good enough and and location mm-hmm. is it, it plays into that as well <laughs> <laughs> had some conversations yesterday very unrelated to this conversation but uh the the theme is carrying over um but one of the one of the things that we talked about was that location piece too where it's a little bit easier in in certain areas to to not have reliable transportation or access to public transportation or, or those types of things. And I, I feel like when we're talking about not getting paid regularly, that that plays into it. Because if you're in a place that has a grocery store nearby or even just a little convenience store that makes it a little bit more doable than if you're. Oh yeah. Like having to travel far. Yeah. 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 Well, transportation was one of the things that we looked at when I was starting my company. So it was during the pandemic, we were both working from home and, and these jobs I took are kind of pretty much still working from home. Like you do some things out of the home, but it's a, a household could have a one vehicle situation. And mm-hmm. I had gotten in a car accident at the beginning of the pandemic and totaled my vehicle. So we didn't buy a new vehicle. So we, you know, saved money by making that sacrifice. And it it worked out well to do that. So we have one really older vehicle that we only drive when the other vehicle is, is being used. But we have one primary vehicle between two people. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the cost of a car payment nowadays, that mm-hmm. a really big difference. Yeah. Right. Right. I know we just totally unrelated, but or not totally, but we just recently bought a second car, but ended up in like a super lucky situation. I think we would probably still be a one car family if we didn't wind up with. Mm-hmm. Uh an incredible amount of luck. <laughs> we we have a primary vehicle that we use and then the secondary much older vehicle that we only use yeah. when the other one's being used kind of as well. And, <laughs> and we actually just recently bought this one. So we have a car payment for the first time in, I don't know, 
few years and they are expensive that's yeah mm-hmm. and this i um the cost of insurance when you get a newer vehicle as opposed to an older vehicle like i get it i i get it but oof that i will still never be super comfortable with that jump <laughs> insurance costs are no joke for healthcare, for mm-hmm. your home, for your car. And that's sometimes ends up being like one of the bills I talked about that we pay, like we pay quarterly that mm-hmm. I'll pay because it feels like sometimes it comes out of nowhere, you know, like, did I not pay that? But no, it's been three months and it's not a small bill. No. Um, right. Yeah, that is definitely something that if I can, I'll jump ahead on when we're able to, or mm-hmm. I'll I'll pay ahead on our, our energy bill. So, you know, oh. you can do that oh, yeah. in summer. You can do that so that in winter you have a little bit of a buffer. And, and that seems to really help too for those months where it's like, well, this month I literally can't pay that, but guess what? I paid ahead and thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Well, and I think like healthcare isn't really like that's not something that you want to mess with either. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and pet insurance for my little Stella. We right? my gosh. One time she ate too much couch when we were leaving from Mexico. And she was full of stuffing and we had to take her to the vet, which we didn't know that's what the case was at the time. And the, the vet was like well, has she been eating your couch? And we're like, no. They're like, you should go home and check because we took an <laughs> x-ray and your stomach is full of couch stuffing. Uh, oh, so no. A $1,000 bill when we can pay $18 a quarter for her pet insurance and that would have been a $75 bill. <laughs> so pet insurance, no joke. Get that. <laughs> yeah we've talked about yeah. pet insurance before I yeah, it was like. one or of the very first me? episodes that we did was about pet insurance so like two yeah. years ago yeah yeah we were like hey you want a pet think about all of the costs that are associated yeah. with having a pet and, and here's the irony I don't even have pet insurance for my animal I just like live life every day hoping that I that nothing comes up yeah yeah you know what's funny I'm a little after that we did that episode on pet insurance and I thought we had a hamster at the time Mm. I thought should we get pet insurance for our hamster and it didn't and I didn't and then she got sick they come to find out that most vets actually have no idea how to take care of small rodents so if they get sick like they just will um they'll usually recommend like putting them down and so i went well and pet insurance doesn't usually cover that so Mm -hmm. i was like well thank goodness (laughs) i did it yeah 
yeah buy pet insurance for our hamster because it wouldn't have helped us when she was sick anyway yeah well our cat hasn't been sick since we so. got her pet insurance so yeah <laughs> what I'm, I'm adding to my list today what? to look into pet insurance <laughs> thank you for this you so one of the things that you said that I had completely forgotten about was being able to pay ahead on some bills like I totally totally forgot that for most electric and like heating type bills mm -hmm. you can pay ahead on those and I always forget about that um and we have like I don't remember what the program is called through I think it's I think it's through our power company. I don't remember which now. But it's you, like where you, you have like, a consistent bill. Yeah, month. we just pay the same amount. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's supposed to. I actually don't know that that's been happening. I should look at that. Um, but I do know that some utilities have that option as well, where you can, they'll take an average of your, your last 12 months, or sometimes they go back further. And then you just pay that amount every month even through the months yeah. where you're using less yep yeah and that can be very useful yeah and I thought about that I can't remember why we didn't decide to go with that I think that the way that our company does it is it recalculates like every six months or something and I was oh. thinking like well I can do that math and just figure that out on my own. But yeah, I think the paying ahead made a difference for us on things like that, because like, for instance, it feels different to pay ahead on a bill and not have to pay it versus having to take money out of a savings account to pay a bill that you don't feel like you can afford that month. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes maybe it's a psychology trick, but I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and so one thing I'm curious about also just uh, in our last few minutes here, and also I'm sorry for Russian, it's also gets to be bus time in my house. Mm. Um, <laughs> food. Like, yeah. did you, do you change, did you change how you eat at all, right? Like, are you buying like a lot of like canned stuff or frozen stuff and things like that? So that to kind of combat that feast or famine that you were talking about. Yeah. So we do a lot of um, like we have a, a chest freezer downstairs, like those hearty Minnesotans, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so we we do keep that stocked if we can. And we stock that like through Sam's Club, as well as things like that you can stock. So butter, cheese. You can buy eggs and they last quite a while, those kind of things, things for your cupboard. Um, and we buy that during those, those feast months and we um, try and go through that during those other months, which is a really great thing to have. It Sometimes it's, it's harder to plan, you know, when your food is frozen and it's not like, mm -hmm. um, which kind of gets annoying, but it seems like during those months, that's actually when I have the time to to do it so it kind of works <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we yeah. did make some of those changes but we also do some things with food that like probably other families don't do so like I hunt so we have a whole deer in the freezer every year that really helps 
my family has a, a hobby farm. So we have vegetables that we can and freeze. So we have that through the winter and stuff, um, which is probably different than a typical family, but it makes a difference when the cost of things goes up really high or when, for instance, like during the pandemic, you couldn't buy some stuff. Sometimes that was really frustrating and we were right. great. I, you mentioned that Hardy Minnesotan thing. And I think that that kind of plays again into that location <laughs> piece that we talked about earlier, because it, it has only started to like dawn on me that not everywhere, like not all states have like regular hunting seasons like we do like I've never in my life I do not think I've ever experienced Minnesota not having a hunting season for deer ever. yeah I don't know what that would be like there are states where that's that's it is not every year it's not a, it's not just a given like it is for us because I know so mm-hmm. many people that plan on having that that deer meat oh, yeah. for yeah a majority of their their meals and I know some families that do very similar they have vegetable gardens and a majority of their vegetables come from their vegetable garden so a couple years ago when we had that major drought which Mm -hmm. we in minnesota typically do not experience there were a lot of families affected by that it's just it's wild how how much location affects things and it it's one of those I didn't even realize it until I got older and started talking to people from, from other states and was like, wait, what do you mean? You don't have like, like when you don't have a hunting season, just like that time of the year. I don't understand. Yeah. That is one thing I never thought about, honestly. Well, and then there are people in those states who those states often have a very strong anti-government sentiment anyway. And so a lot of folks will be like, well, whatever, man, I don't need a permit. I'm just going to go shoot a deer. I seriously had no clue that that was a thing, like no clue until I was talking to somebody this past hunting season who um, has kind of moved over like in that area of like states. So the West. Utah, Colorado, yeah. <laughs> yeah and they were telling me that that's like not a thing and I was like what what do you mean it's not <laughs> a regular thing I don't understand like I could not comprehend it because I've never like I said I've never experienced I don't think that Minnesota has ever not had a hunting season I know that we have like different limits and sometimes that yeah I, I know that that has been a struggle for some families where if you can only take one one deer or something like that I know that that becomes like a struggle but to just not have the season at all mm-hmm. I don't know that that's ever happened mm-hmm. yeah well speaking back on taxes that is one thing mm-hmm. do not underestimate your taxes when you are an employee like this it's super important to make sure to take out your tax money out of anything that you earn at the time and that you keep that in a savings account or with your accountant or 
pay it in or whatever you need to do to make sure that you don't um, really screw yourself at the end of the year, because that can mean that you have a really, really tough next year or years if you don't save anything or you calculate it way wrong. You'd mentioned you use an accountant. Is that how you how you calculate how much you pay for taxes or you mentioned an accountant? I guess I don't know for sure yeah. that you use them. Yep. So I use an accountant, but I actually just like through my life have had a lot of like freelance random kind of things. And I found that as long as I keep between 20 and 25% for taxes, I've never had to pay extra. So like, I know that that's an okay number for the things I deduct and the stuff that I do for it to be okay. And people's accountants can help them figure out that number. But that was just what I figured out from doing this kind of stuff for a while mm-hmm. to make sure that I felt safe about the number I was saving. Here at the end, if people think, hey, this lady sounds really cool and I want her to help plan my wedding or I want her to help my business uh, to secure funding, where can people catch up with you? Yeah, totally. Um, I think LinkedIn is a great place. So people can connect with me on LinkedIn because that's kind of the platform where I share all my business stuff, not just like one or the other. Otherwise, I'm on Facebook if you want the the fun, joking, meme side of me. That's always exciting too. <laughs> we'll include all of those in the show notes for this episode too. So if people just want to visit that, they can click on something really easily and that's awesome find where you are with your business businesses all of them all of the things i'll just say thank you again to amanda yeah glad thank you came on thanks for having me. we really hope that you enjoyed this episode of what the finance we would love for you to join us online on discord or on mastodon it would also mean a lot to us if you could support the show through Patreon, leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts, or sending us an email at what underscore the underscore finance at protonmail.com. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.